to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com thanks for tuning in sluts and scholars is a sex positive shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter while we love to give advice and resources please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy Welcoming back one of um, the, our listeners' personal faves. Um, your episode is still one of our most popular. Um, Mistress Justine Cross. If you haven't heard her episode with me before, I would recommend it. She is a professional BDSM consultant and lifestyle dominatrix based in Los Angeles. She is the proud owner of both Dungeon East and Dungeon West, which are beautiful. They are Los Angeles's premier dungeon studios. With over 10 years of experience as a lifestyle dominatrix and BDSM consultant, her expertise and creativity has been called on for dozens of print, radio, and video productions, most recently on the cool new Quibi show uh, with sexologist Shan Boudram. She has an mm-hmm. upcoming BDSM and sex toy tutorial with the sexy lingerie company Yandy um, and teaches her own line of classes and private tutorials, which she's going to give some um, teasers on today. Mm-hmm. She is currently working on hosting a virtual series of events for LA Kink Pride. Welcome back. Oh, wait, I forgot the most important line of this bio that you sent me. <laughs> She loves being the boss of everyone except cats because you can never boss a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Thank you, Nicoletta. Yes, I'm very excited to be back because Lips and Scholars is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you. Um, something that I've been talking about with a lot of my clients is cat butts. And <laughs> this has nothing to do with the sex therapy, but because we're all working out of our homes and I have a cat, a lot of my clients have cats and cats love to show their buttholes and like put yeah. their, you can scratch that. So pretty much every time I'm on a video call, yeah, there's the cat butthole right there. I gave you a bat. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much every time I'm on video chat with somebody who has a cat, they have their butthole. And I recently found this coloring book that's the coloring book of cat buttholes which I would recommend for you yes I have seen that I have seen that yes I you know I think about cat buttholes a lot because I have two cats and I'm just like you know because when cats sit down their butthole boom it is right on the floor it is just right there it's like it might be chilly you know you mean that's why you need to mop constantly you know I have a Roomba I have a scuba usually I have a slave cleaning the house but right now just just the two robots Ugh, what a robots in me working my manicure to the bone I tell you it's rough times out there now <laughs> okay so that's one thing that's different in terms of like kink and BDSM during this quarantine time and I would love today to talk about like some ways that folks can get creative with with mm-hmm. kink and BDSM so um how are you dealing with like long distance doming like what, <laughs> what does that even look like yeah, um, well, it's been really interesting because, um, you know, most of, um, I would say, uh, before pre-COVID, 85% of my income um, was from in real life stuff. So whether that's seeing clients one-on-one or classes um, or doing events and also just like a lot of like mainstream production stuff. Um, so I've had to pivot my entire business to entirely online. So that means that I've ramped up all things sessions uh, online with phone calls or cam or uh, texting. Um, I've also done a lot more um, shooting because I can still um, shoot, but um, 
obviously just me and my person that I'm COVID bound with, like not other other people in it with me. So it's only solo stuff. So I'm I'm doing a lot of clip stuff and also doing membership site things like OnlyFans. So that's uh, what I've changed. And then also we um we have we can't do any more events right now. Um and um so that's been hard because yeah, as you know, I throw a, a damn good party. Yes. <laughs> um, but we've moved. <laughs> yes, but we've moved the classes to online. Um, doing that via Zoom or um or Crowdcast. And that's worked really well. And it's been really interesting because obviously I usually do these classes only in um, in my dungeons, in Dungeon East and Dungeon West. And because we're doing them online, two things have come up for me that I haven't really considered is, well, one, obviously because it's online, anyone can join. Um, so we've had people from all over the country and honestly all over the world um, join us for classes. So that's been really amazing. And then, um, there's also been some accessibility stuff that I hadn't really considered where a couple of people reached out to me and they said that they really wanted to come to classes, but sometimes they weren't able to, for various accessibility reasons, like of their own, where like they couldn't have like someone assist them or like some people, um, have issues leaving the house. So, um, and so they've been able to access my classes that way. So I think that even, um, at some point when we're able to get together again, which is, I think it's going to be at least a year. I, I, I'm going to be continuing these classes online anyway for, for longer than that. Um, if it's, if it's still in my, my business plan, <laughs> but That's it's been awesome. lovely doing that. So, yeah. No, I really like the accessibility part of it. And I mean, that could be anything from like, I was too anxious to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. to like my chronic pain was flaring up, but I still wanted mm-hmm. to make it. Or I guess just the like, this is not an accessibility thing, but like the lame LA excuse of like, I didn't want to drive with the traffic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's, that's real. I mean, because that's real. now, like, now people, it's pretty good, but yeah, I, I know. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's lame and sometimes it's, it's not. Cause it's like, sometimes like, you know, it's like, we call them like alien traffic days where it's like, okay, it's only going to take 20 minutes or like you get in the car and you check your, you know, you check ways and it's like, Oh cool. 20 minutes. All of a sudden you get in the car and it's like, three hours and you're like what <laughs> yeah you know so I mean that that is legit and it's like I think it's the problem that like you know um other people in other cities don't realize because there's a public transit system of like metro right. that is uh easier and more reliable to get across town but for us it's like extremely difficult so um yeah so I think people are, are you know there's some things that you, for safety reasons we we can't do certain classes online like um you know like stuff like breast fire needles but um, for other things, like we are doing um, uh, like versions of impact play, uh, like a BDSM 101 class and, you know, different different kinds of bondage. But again, very simple stuff that you can do yourself, whether you have someone with you or not. It's stuff that you can practice with yourself for now. So adjusting, making those adjustments. I don't want to give away all of your secret client stories, but let's say I was, let's say I was a new client calling you up and I was like, okay, I want to set up like a virtual session. What, what would that look like? Um, well, it would depend on what you would want to do because there's a lot of different modalities. You know, we could do, we could do something on video. So we could do something through like Skype or, um, you know, I basically use Skype. So we can do that. And that's again, like, sort of talking about what limits and things you want to do. I could see them or not. Sometimes I have clients who just want to see me, but don't feel comfortable being on the video. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's one method. Another one is, is doing the phone session. So we're just talking 
And then another one that I've been doing a lot more recently because I signed up with this company called Sex Panther, which is the best name ever. But yeah. um, they do, they, they, you can do texting sessions there. So you're in that one, you're paying, well, for Night Flirt, you're paying by the minute. And that's the phone service that I use most often. And then at Sex Panther, you're also paying by text, but you can charge different things for text, video, and uh, sending pictures and stuff. So it's like old school, like think of like old school text lands, you're paying by the, you know, paying by the text, you know. Um, That's that's kind of fun though. Yeah, no, it is really fun because it's really interactive because it's like you're, you're, you know, you're having a, 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 a texting session with someone because obviously texting is a lot easier and more discreet right now if people are like at home or with their roommates or with someone that they don't want to know that they're talking to me you know whatever's going on so it's a lot more discreet and you can you know do a lot of custom things like with the texting and so that feels that's been like really my my favorite lately um because it's it's, it's still new but it's, it's really fun because you really get so customized with it um, but, you know, other things are things like just assignments, like, you know, I've been giving some people tasks and assignments to complete and like, Oh, can you give me some then, examples? Um, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, this is something that I've just started. So I would love, love feedback for things that people want to do, because I'm trying to think of things that are like, sort of discreet, but also things that please me. And I was thinking over the weekend, like one of the things that I miss is like having someone like having a slave come and clean like my dungeon and like inspect that and stuff. So I told people like they need to clean their bathrooms and I want to see before and after pictures. <laughs> and there would be like, and Oh my there God, be, I need that. How much to make you force yeah, it my bathroom? <laughs> uh, it's on the house for you to collect up no so I wanted people to give like before and after you know photos of what they did and I said okay there's going to be because I did this through my membership site OnlyFans so um so I did this this way and then people could send me their like before and afters and I said like the cleanest bathroom is going to get a reward and like the, the worst one the least improved is going to get a punishment you know so uh, I'm trying to think of these things like this, where it's like, say you're quarantined with someone that like, might not appreciate you like dancing around the apartment with like, Mistress Justine Cross owns my ass in chastity, like <laughs> dancing around the apartment, like, maybe they wouldn't appreciate it. So I'm trying to think of kind of like, a little bit more like under the radar, like discreet things to do. So um, you know, but I'm open at like other tasks. So it's like, you know, other things could be, you know, liking certain of my photos commenting on stuff I'm giving people tasks to like listen to my media that I've you know been on and stuff like that to, like oh, perfect tell all of them and... to listen to this episode <laughs> oh I will well that will be this like Thursday's assignment I think I'm going to be doing like throwback Thursday assignments like listen to my podcast bitches I'm amazing you know because there's so much going on all the time it's like I'm posting this stuff and it's out there but like you know we're really listening. We, yeah. You know, I, I really want a gold star slave to listen to all of Justine Cross's uh, podcast. So if you're you out there, get her <laughs> up. But like, what do you think of this sort of like secretive kink thing? Like I totally get and respect that there are people who, you know, depending on their situation, like maybe they're, you know, living with family or whatever, but like mm-hmm. people who are in relationships where they don't feel like they can talk to their partner about it. So they have to be doing it in secret like what do you think about that I think that when I have clients that are older um I feel I feel um I feel like more bad for that more bad for them that's the right way to say it like um, <laughs> I have more to, more, I feel more bad what are more words bad. I swear, like bad or oh, word? I, I forgot like, how to talk <laughs> I know what no it's like 
the only word I've just been in such like, you know, work mode that I've been the joke around my household is like, I only know keywords. So I'm just like <laughs> butthole, femdom, all natural, <laughs> feet, yeah, toe, J-O-I, E-I. I've like forgotten. I had to, the other day I had to pick up, um, something from somebody uh, who left it on their porch for me because I was taking a class with um, a past guest of mine online and she like said hello to me from her balcony and I like totally froze up. I was like, I don't know how to talk to you. Like, I got to go. Like, I, like, I was like, I got to get home. Like, other people want to get home. drive by hello. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I need to talk with the computer between us. Like, please don't talk to me. I know, right? Um, okay, I, I figured out how I want to say this. Um, I have more sympathy for my older clients, um, where internet, um, it, you know, it, in terms of BDSM and kink, like the internet didn't exist in this way, like over, you know, 40, 30 years ago. And um, it, everything was so secretive. Um, so you wouldn't know that you were like, not the only one who is into like foot fetish or something like that. Um, but you know, for my younger clients who come in and they're already telling me they can't share this with a partner or they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to share this with a partner or something. I'm, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know them. They're just coming to me new. It's like, you know, I'm still sympathetic to them, but it's also like, you know, Hey, this is, this is, we only got this one life to live. Like these are your choices. And it's like, I, I encourage people as much as they can to have an authentic relationship with people, um, which is different than having a radically honest relationship with someone. Um, you know, so it's, it's a hard line for me because it's like, as a, as a very caring person, um, I want people to be honest with their partners, but also I'm a business woman. It's also, yeah, but it's also my job. And like, I can't, tell people, well, I'm not going to see you unless you're, you tell your person. Oh no, of course not. You know, and, and so it's hard because I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, like, um, uh, you know, some people like see me and it's very much like it just, you know, kind of like they need to get their rocks off kind of thing. But for a lot of other people, my clients, like it is very therapeutic and like, it is their therapy. Um, and you know, and it goes both ways because it's like on one hand, you know, um, I have a client who, um, I, I, he's a very good client, but I'm also friends with him and he has been open to his girlfriends or people he's currently dating about our relationship, which is it's professional, but also we're friends. And then they've been upset. So it's like, but what is he supposed to do? And he said, he's like, what am I supposed to do? Lie to them? Like, I'm not going to lie to them. We have a professional relationship. I see you this way, but you are also my friend and like a real person. And, you know, and he's like, I don't, how do you navigate that? You know, it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And it's, it's unfortunate because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sex shaming. And along with that, there's a lot of BDSM and kink shaming. So you do have a slave. And if, if there are people out there who do have play partners or someone they've hired or whatever, like, how do you suggest like going about that creatively if they're not quarantining with that person? Like just with these like assignments and phone chats and video sessions? Yeah, I think that, you know, um, I, I long before this, I've always had um, a lot of um, both in-person and, I'm sorry, rather um, personal and professional uh, relationships with people, like with the majority of it online. Some of my clients I've never met. You know, I've had many long distance relationships in my personal life that were almost entirely through a webcam or phone or, or texting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's again, it just really depends on the dynamic and what are the things that you enjoy doing. I mean, obviously, if the thing that you enjoy the most is breath play, 
that's not going to translate <laughs> and it can't because that's not safe. Um, you know, it's going to translate very well if you're into doing things like assignments and like, you know, okay, like telling someone like, I want you to, you know, whatever it is, like make your bed and like organize your closet and line up the shoes and take a picture of it and have someone have a level with it or a ruler to like measure out like individually between each hanger, like that is equidistant. That's going to be really hot and really easy to translate. Um, if you have a lot of impact play things, um, you know, again, that's, that's something that translates somewhat well because, you know, I do a lot of things where I make people hit themselves, <laughs> you know, um, and that's fun for me. Um, so yeah, I understand, like we all know, like, hey, it's not the same, but it's still, it's still valid and it can still be fun and it can still be totally sexy and interesting. And you might find other things that you enjoy and- Yeah, that you'll um, want to continue doing anyway. Yeah, that you're going to want to continue doing anyway. And and also, like, let's be real. Like, you know, a lot of people travel. We just talked about traffic. We just talked about, like, things where it's like, you know, there's a lot of things even in before COVID times that prevent us from being physically together in the ways that we sometimes want. Um, so if you haven't, like, flexed that muscle yet, like, now's this time to do so. Like, I, I talk to a lot of people who do travel a lot and, like, they're a little bit more attuned to doing these kinds of things because they've had to, or just um, to, yeah, know, just to stay connected with a partner during yeah time apart, right? And and it's also totally okay to. Uh, I'm sure we've seen a lot of things where it's like you know people's like libidos are like all over the map. <laughs> I've seen various memes and tweets and stuff like I'm either super horny or sleeping or super not horny and up all night. You know what I mean? It's like everyone's like all over the place because it's like a really weird time. Yeah. And, and it's also okay to lean into that because like I have some people who are like so much more horny because they're in lockup, it lock, lock up, lockdown, <laughs> wherever they are. <laughs> they're locked up. I've locked them down. Who knows? They're in your basement. Yeah. Hey, shut up there. Yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah. So they're, you know, they're, they're, they're hornier because it's like so forbidden. And then some people are like, Oh gosh, I just like need to talk. And, and I, the, all of those are, normal and okay as we're sort of navigating and figuring this out together so yeah are you seeing any interests or desires coming out that are like covid related like mask fetishes and stuff not well it's interesting because there's certainly been a lot of porn shot about this and stuff so i've been doing that because i'm just like i don't know it's like fun let's just try stuff so i'm just doing different things with gas masks and different masks um but i'm also trying to think of things that are like what would be really taboo right now so i'm like okay i'm gonna do things with spit because like we can't like spit on each other right now so it's like that would be something interesting to people or you know so you're just talking about that but i was thinking about um masks so now i'm like starting to totally get like a mask fetish i'm seeing like you know all these people in masks and like my lady's wearing a mask i'm like oh it's doing it for me babe you know and it's funny because like you know this uh like uh, Germany there it's like has like a very heavy uh, has like a rubber fetish and gas mask fetish and that's because it was like during World War II it was like really fetishized because that's like all you had so it's like that like continued and it's it's interesting because I, when I was in Berlin I went on a bunker uh, yeah bunker tour and there was all these like gas masks and heavy rubber suits and things like that I'm like oh I get it now so like I really think like a lot of people for a long time are going to have a mask fetish just like this medical mask fetish like that's that's going to be a thing for a while. I, I'm telling you right here. You heard it here first, you know? <laughs> so you, th you think that like a lot of these fetishes and interests are like getting developed because it's just like what's available and what's taboo in the culture at the time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it's also just like what, like what, 
what sort of molded, like what was like around you in your formative, like sexual years, you know, it's like yes. the Freud thing. It's like always like, you know, it's like it, you develop a foot fetish because you're looking at your mother, you know, you're around your mother's feet when you're crawling and then you look up and you see her vagina. Okay. Well, it's like, <laughs> I've had clients who are like, have like a sock fetish because like they had a hot babysitter who always wore socks and like, that's what they're always looking at. Or like, yeah. you know, um, uh, someone else I knew had like a, like, um, um, a, um, uh, rubber glove fetish and it was like you know because that was like the first time he remembers like having an erection was like lost you know seeing like rubber gloves and stuff and then that like creates just this, ran- like, these random connections so, yeah. yeah just like random random things so yeah and just for people who don't know going back for a second what is breath play oh yes breath play okay so breath play would be anything where you're restricting someone's breath um, so you could do that through, you know, just like basic hand over mouth kind of things, or there's like, um, you know, different sort of like breathing apparatus, uh, you know, things, bags and breathers and gas masks and stuff like that. And that would include choking as well. Oh yeah. Yes. And choke. Yeah. Just anything that would like be restricting someone their way. How do you practice that as safe as you can? Yes. Um, well, this is something that I do have classes for, but the person who teaches the class is a registered nurse of over 20 years experience. Perfect. Um, yeah. So she's teaching that class, not me. Um, she, yeah, obviously we're not doing that right now. Um, so, so she goes through various uh, safety procedures on how to do that. But again, I always, my, my blanket recommendation for anyone who is doing, um, uh, really anyone who is in like any kind into BDSM or any kind of medical stuff or around kids and stuff, just anyone who's around people, just anyone really, you really <laughs> should have a CPR first aid certification. And that is something that I am, um, I would have been getting recertified now and everyone um, in the staff of my studios is also CPR first aid certified. So when I've had events in the past um, or classes, there's always been one, but usually two people that are CPR first aid certified. And there's also usually been a doctor or nurse on staff just because, you know, I got kinky friends that are doctors. Yes. <laughs> so. Nice. Okay. Well, so if you're not ready to go straight for like wearing a gas mask and all of that. To me, like quarantine time seems like a great time to start kink stuff for the first time because people are feeling bored. People are maybe not feeling like overtly sexual in terms of like penetrative type sex practices. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you teach a BDSM 101 class, so I don't want to give away like all of your tips and tricks, but (laughs) I'm curious if there are some that you would recommend for like first time folks who are really navigating this for the very first time. Okay. You're so cute. Why would I give away all my secrets? You think that I could possibly do that in like a 60 minute podcast? I've got more secrets. You don't even know. No, definitely not. And I know that you're a great businesswoman. So I am like, (laughs) sure that you would not. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, again, it's like, it depends on if you're quarantined with your partner or not. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, how, um, how you're, uh, how you start that conversation, but I don't want people who are, who are single or quarantined solo to feel left out because it's kind of all the same thing. It's just, you know, I would start by just kind of um, thinking through what your fantasies might be in a BDSM or kink related way, um, checking out different kinds of porn, um, paying for it, or at least like scrolling through Twitter, or Tumblr to see stuff that's like, you know, for free, um, you know, and just kind of like, seeing what's out there for yourself and kind of making a list or start like cataloging things for yourself. Um, I think it's really helpful to, um, 
you know, if it's something that you're going to be doing with a partner to set aside a conversation um, to have that with your partner to say, hey, I would like to talk to you about something I'd like to try in BDSM. Like, can we discuss that? Um, I think it's really helpful to frame a conversation like that versus like, you're just like passing each other in the morning, like pouring some almond milk and you're like, hey, I want you to spank me tonight. Cool. And everyone's like, whoa, hey, or like, you know, maybe they'll be into it, but maybe they'll like, you know, the almond but if you milk haven't talked about any desires. Yeah. Up until point. yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, it's, it's also um, for people who are just kind of trying things, um, you know, kind of give yourself like, like a 10 minute or maybe 15 minute rule. Like if you're not sure you're into it, like try it for a few minutes. And, you know, if you have like one reluctant partner or something like, not to cross anyone's like boundaries, um, you know, because that's really important to discuss what like boundaries are in your negotiations. But um, if, if it's something like you're kind of lukewarm about or you're not sure, but to just to just try it for a little bit and see how you feel and know that like you can always, you know, stop <laughs> because you have a safe word or you have a call to action to stop for your partner. Or you can discuss it with your partner and say, okay, I'm willing to try this for a few minutes and. Um, I know that like you'll stop if I ask you to stop, like if I use my safe word. So I think that's helpful. And like I, I, I do that um, e uh, even for myself or things that I might not necessarily be interested in doing, but I'm like, okay, I'll just try this for a little bit and see how it goes. Like, because I know like there's no harm, no foul. It's not like irreparable, you know, it'll, I can just try it. And then, oh, no, that didn't work out. Or like, okay, that was all right. It's cool. You know, whatever. Maybe not my favorite thing, but I can do it with my partner. But then it seems like, this is a more accessible time for maybe couples to try it for the first time because they could just call up somebody like you and do a video session where you kind of talk them through like how to have a negotiation or like how to do all of this. Mm -hmm. Everyone's situation is really different, of course. Um, so, but if, if you do have the time and the ability to explore this, um, it is, um, it is a nice time because you, you have access to me <laughs> 24, you know, not quite 24 seven, but certainly like I'm, I'm pretty accessible via video or phone to to help someone negotiate this or talk through this again i'm doing classes and like private instruction and sessions and stuff like that um you know the also, the other thing is you know my my studios are open right now for private rentals like if it's someone you're quarantining with i can't there's no events there's no parties but if you're really tired of being locked up in your house it's a lot more fun getting locked up in my dungeon <laughs> and i'm guessing it's probably like germ free because of all of the cleanliness protocol yeah. Yeah, my dungeon is cleaner than your office. That's always been cleaner than your office. It's like everything that's in there is a hospital grade cleaner and has always been. So yeah, that's that's honestly safer than your, your office or your home because I've always had these things in there. And when this all started, everyone went out and bought them. So you didn't have them. I did. Um, so yeah, that's something to think about. And is, are you getting really grossed out with every company email that you get? Hey, and this is what we're doing right now to clean. And you're like, you weren't doing oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, they were not. You're like, what? You know, like I just got one from like Southwest and they're like, oh, and here's how we're cleaning our plane. And I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? Before? Oh, like, that's I literally nothing. Well, my mom, yeah. people always made fun of my mom for being like germaphobe, whatever. But even before all of this, like she had a protocol that she like taught me for years to do when I like got on the plane. And so everything from, you know, not touching any handles and bringing like, you know, um, a specific grade of certain wipes and wiping down the tray table, wiping down the buttons, yeah. wiping down the air conditioner, wiping down the seatbelt, wiping down the thing. So even before this, like I would get on the plane and like 
sanitize my entire space. <laughs> Cause they oh, don't yeah. do it. No, they do not. Or like remote controls at hotels. Oh, they're That's the dirty one. Oh, yeah. Ew. yeah, no. Well, when I travel, like I, because I'm traveling for, well, you, I used to travel <laughs> for sessions and stuff. So I always have like hand sanitizer and alcohol and sterile wipes. So I'm like wiping down everything in that hotel room because mm-hmm. ew. But just to give people an idea of like what some of the things that you can do with clients, I guess pre-COVID and during, is there a specific thing that people have been asking you for a lot lately? You know, it it really depends. I feel like it goes in waves. You know, um, I've, uh, you know, most of the things that I do are things like corporal punishment and, you know, um, foot fetish and, you know, some financial domination stuff and um, electro play. So obviously a lot of that is um, involves contact. So now um, those things for the clients who I have that are still craving those things, we just are talking about them, like either on webcam or, or phone or, sec- or texting, um, mm-hmm. talking through those things and referencing those experiences. And sometimes they're, they're playing with like similar toys that we would be using. So they're using those things on themselves. Um, so that's really fun. So I can direct them that way, but, um, you know, and giving orders and stuff like that through. Yeah. How is it for you? Like, is it as pleasing to do it virtually? Um, I mean, yes and no. It's like, I, I do miss the connection with someone, you know, physically, um, because it, it's, it's nice. And I, I really love a lot of my clients, you know, um, but it's also been really nice um, connecting uh, you know sort of three things have been happening one I've been like reconnecting with a lot of like older clients that I haven't talked to in a while you know because I haven't visited their city or you know they haven't been able to see me so I've been reconnecting with them two I've just been kind of um you know meeting a lot of new clients and having a lot of fun that way um so it's uh you know doing that or or three I've just been continuing fun stuff with the clients that I've had you know, through so it's just like, oh, can't see you in person, but oh, we, we can do like a text session like every couple of weeks. That works for me. Okay, great, good. Um, so it's, uh, you know, and it's just different for everyone of what their um, abilities are in order to interact with me and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's been a change, but, um, you know, it's, I, I have things really, really good. So I, I really can't complain and I'm still having fun and figuring out stuff online. So, yeah. It sounds like you've really made it go well for yourself. Do you have any tips for other doms or sex workers who are like trying to move all of their stuff online? Yeah, take my class. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a class. Yeah, you know, I did a class. Um, I just like pulled this together. It's called um, Thriving Virtually. Um, you know, translating in real life to online uh, for all sex workers. So. Um, but on social media and stuff, we abbreviate with, it, with the SW. Um, and it's really specifically, I mean, it's really specifically geared towards people who already have a client base and are moving from in real life to online. But there um, are a lot of people know, who are starting, you know, like OnlyFans and stuff for the first time mm-hmm. during this time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's, and, and I've taken uh, various other classes with people who are doing quite well and, and doing these things. And I'm actually me taking one later this um, afternoon um, for doing clips and stuff. Um, but like my class was geared at um, uh, very uh, more moving from one modality to the other, because there's, there's certain things that are very different 
Um, and there's also things that are, cause there's like a lot going on. And so the way that, I, you know, my only problem with the class is that it was actually too much information. So I have to break it. I'm actually going to be breaking it into two classes versus one because I did one class and it was like three hours of like 30 pages of information being thrown at you. And it was a lot of information. And I know it was because all the things that I did in that I'm still working on. And I did probably 90% myself of what I instructed other people to do in the class, but that was me and another person pretty much working full-time for a month with another part-time assistant. So that's a lot. And most people don't have another person working with them. Um, so it, it's a lot of information. There's a lot of facts. There's a lot of figures. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. But um, you know, the one tip that I will give you, but then the rest of you have to come to the class, is <laughs> any... Any online modalities that you're using, um, if you're an in real life sex worker, um, you cannot discuss any kind of in real life meetings um, because all platforms do ban that um, and they might kick you off. Um, they probably will kick you off. Um, you can probably get back in if you're like, I'm so sorry, I forgot. I don't know. And like, but um, you don't want to be talking about any in real life stuff on um, on those platforms. And, um, you know, you don't really want to be talking about that kind of stuff in DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Um, people and is that because account. of laws against sex workers or because of quarantine or both? Um, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It just has to do with the fact that we live in an unfortunately like patriarchal, misogynistic society where they want to ban um, women and women making money from their bodies and, right. you know, sexist, sexist stuff. So, you know, um, yeah. so yeah, I, I really... You do not use the DMs to conduct business um, on any social media unless it's an adult-specific platform, um, which is why I do not answer my DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Um, but I am very responsive if you are on my member site. So if you want to join my OnlyFans, I'll talk to you all day. I will charge you, but I will talk to you. So, yeah. <laughs> but your time is obviously worth something. Oh, it's worth a lot. It is. Well, you know, if you want my response, it's worth it. You know, you should pay me for it. So but yeah, I will not respond to people there. Um, You you will get banned. You will, you know, you don't want to do it. And anyone who's interested in talking with you can contact you a different way. So yeah. I know before you were talking about like not wanting single folks to be left out and whether you're single or non-monogamous and can meet other partners or just looking and browsing, something that I've, you know, encouraged people to do is, you know, you can still connect and find out what you like and kind of have sexy conversations with people. But something I'm hearing a lot of, and this is happening in real life and virtually, um, are people meeting folks who call themselves doms um who are like dangerous and are predatory or just like don't know shit <laughs> um do you have there are a lot of people like that out there um so i don't want to discourage people from like exploring and talking to sexy people but there are so many ways to be a dom but there's also i think some like objective ways to that aren't good <laughs> do you have mm -hmm. any like any red flags that you would make note of for people who are maybe exploring this for the first time to tell, like, if the dom is not really a dom? Oh, okay. Do you mean, like, in terms of, like, lifestyle or professional uh, dom? I guess all of the above. To me, it's more like, let's say you're exploring this for the first time and you're like, okay, I want to find a dom or, like, someone mm -hmm. who is dominant, um, maybe not professionally. Um, anything that would stand out to you as, like, that's a no-go. 
Yeah. Well, in terms of like professionalness, like I have actually written a blog entry about this, which I might update and, and repost, but I mean, now it's like not a lot of in-person sessions. Um, you know, I would do your research in terms of, uh, you know, Googling them, Googling their photos, because unfortunately a lot of people have their photos stolen. So you want to try to find something that shows their main site and social media. Um, and usually what if they're just looking for like a partner though, like on FetLife or something. So they're not pro. Okay. Yeah. No, oh no, no, no. I'll, I'll get to that. So it just, depends. yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, in, in terms of someone professional, just sort of doing a, like just a little bit of research and making mm-hmm. sure that they have a reputation and websites and, and social media and stuff like that. And just also just like read it, you know, like, do they seem sound to you? Like, yes, they might look hot as fuck, but like, is, is what they're like, you know, laying down, like sound like reasonably okay to you, you know, because like, I've seen things that people post, and I'm like, Oh, dear Lord, I am not going I have to unfriend you or, or not, you know, because this looks unsafe. And this is does not look okay. Yes, you look hot. And I've seen you do a thing that looks good. But like, you know, you got to be careful. So in terms of seeing someone, um, you know, well, it, it's hard for me to say, because like right now, like, you know, I'm of the, you know, really professional and personal opinion that we shouldn't be meeting people in real life, um, really anytime soon, unless yeah. you're, you know, unless it's someone that you're COVID bonded with. But for when that time comes, um, you know, um, what I would always advise someone before playing with someone in person um, would be to meet them in a public place for just like a coffee or a drink, you know, standard things like letting someone know where you are, having like just like a meetup, like make sure, you know, they are the photo that they are posting or trading with you, that you're not getting catfished, um, that they do meet you on time, that they are being reliable, that you do have a phone number for them. You have, um, I would talk to someone um, on the phone um, and honestly on FaceTime before you even meet them there. Um, You know, there's a lot of fakes uh, that way. you know, I, I've been, I've actually been catfished once and you're going to have to wait for that one for the memoir. That was a real wild ride. But anyway. Oh no, you can't like, tease me with that. Mistress. I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. But like, you know, everyone else is going to have to beg and pay me. Um, but uh, you, you just, you just have to pay me. What do you beg? And, and I think you can tell a lot about um, someone when you're having a conversation with them, if they're making eye contact with you, if you feel safe with them, if you say, um, how, you know, will you respect my safe word? And, you know, and, and also even in the first, you know, couple of times you're playing with someone, like you might have like the fantasy of like a really intense scene, but if you don't know this person and you're still new to playing and that other person hasn't been vetted to you by other people in the community that, you know, um, take it slow, you know, take it easy. Um, you know, it's totally okay to have like a couple of times with someone before getting to know them, uh, but while you're getting to know them before you go like full tilt boogie and that's okay. And if someone is, is genuinely concerned about like your safety and your well being and your, um, you know, um, uh, just understanding that like, you know, you, you got to walk before <laughs> you kind of have to crawl before you crawl more. I don't know how to get, you know, um, you know understanding in that. Um, and, and I think that that's, very reasonable uh you know to do um because even for me like even if someone um i'm i'm very you know i've been around for a long time i'm very reputable um you know if someone sees me and they want a really intense scene they do not get that really intense scene the first time that i see them because i'm also vetting them as a client um i'm probably not going to do something like mark a client a lot the first time that i see them unless like yeah leave yeah leave marks unless like they have references and they 
have been vetted in some way because I am just, I'm not going to do that. You know, if they're like, this is my first time and I really want you to like brand me. Yeah. Like that's not happening, you know? Um, and not that people have asked that. I mean, maybe, but you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, just to wrap, to wrap up, I mean, obviously there are so many, when we talk about like kink and BDSM that can entail literally so many different things of a whole variety. And in my work, I definitely haven't been surprised by anything in a long time. Um, is there anything that you've learned recently that was like a new interest of someone's that you were like, oh, I haven't heard that before? I have this client who a few years ago paid me to do a custom clip with me dialing a payphone. And it's really hard to find a payphone in Los Angeles, but I found one. And so then he wanted me to do a clip now of um with this like old fashioned like red phone that he bought me and it like took like a few weeks to get here and I had to do a red phone and so I was doing a little Instagram live about it and I was like, Yeah, I just got this new red phone and and someone was like, Oh my god, I love that phone. It's amazing. And I was like, Oh wow, like I guess we'll post this clip, you know, because wow, there's two guys who love red phones. It was the same guy. But I was really like so excited that like yeah. maybe there was one other guy who had this like phone fetish out there. So um, that's been really interesting and fun. And, you know, it's like this beautiful red phone and it goes in my living room and it looks really nice. We're gonna and it's it. the kind that you like to have to turn the dial. It's, it's not that one. It's just like that. It's like with a square, it's like with the square dialing keypad. It actually looks exactly like the red phone in your emojis. So <laughs> it looks exactly like that. Exactly like that. So oh, I guess whoever where... made that emoji also has it I don't whoa I'm making a connection here oh yes any other fun ones just that people might not know about so they can feel not weird not weird yeah I know there's no you know there's there's no weirdness anymore honestly I mean I have I mean to us but for people who are maybe like yeah I about their thing like yeah I mean I have um I have another client who is really into like towels. He has a towel fetish, and he just wants to be wrapped up in towels and and that one's Wet actually or dry. popular oh good point uh dry well, they start out dry, you know <laughs> so, um, but um yeah, he really likes that, and that's also I just happened to find it the other day in Clubco style where again, I was just looking at like, oh, let me do some weird category or not like weird, but just different kind of categories so you know, um, so there is a towel fetish category on there. And then another, one of my top sellers, I think like my top selling category or second uh, top selling category is a yawning fetish. So I have a oh lot gosh, of people I have to who, yawn now. Yeah. Oh, good. Ooh. Almost good. You don't cover your mouth. Anyway, so yeah. So I have a lot of uh, people who really enjoy yawning fetish and I that for me. So interesting. Wow. Okay. So see, if you're listening, there is something out there for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I'm sure it's not as weird as you think it is, you know, like. And there are definitely, there's definitely at least one other person in the world who is also interested in what you're interested in. <laughs> I'm still looking for guy number two for the phone thing. I, you know, just uh, well, I, I'm not, I'm not guy number two, but I liked the thought of it when you were describing it. Because it makes me think oh, yeah. this like old school classic like boudoir, you know, someone sitting mm -hmm. at their like makeup thing, and I, I do like yeah. the curl up one though, where you like change it and I don't yeah, know, hair's done up in curlers, and okay, I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it. Yeah, no, 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 I think it's sexy. Yeah, he this idea, the really sort of sexy like swoop phone, but like he particularly likes the square 
faced dial part. Like mm-hmm. that's what he's into. And he really liked my hands. So like, it was this whole thing. I kept emailing him. I was like, I'm waiting for the phone. And now I'm like waiting for acetone because like there's an acetone shortage and I had a way to do my nails. And, but he was very excited by it. It was so sweet because I kept, I kept these like weekly updates because it was like, you know, he gave me the money up front. And then I said, Oh God, I'm really sorry. Like I didn't mean to take your money and like not dial the phone here, but you know, I just couldn't like get the stuff. And he was so happy with it. He sent me more money. It, it was really sweet. So yeah, are you just doing um, your own nails like, and stuff now? Yeah, no, I'm doing my own nails. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that there was like, you know, just a serious, you know, acetone shortage. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, th- thank you so much for coming back and talking about all of this stuff. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me back. I really enjoyed coming on the podcast and now I, I get to see you. So. Well, if people want to take a class, hire you, just give you money, et cetera, et cetera, (laughs) how can they find you? Yes. Um, Well, please visit me at my website, which is losangelesdominatrix.com. Very easy to find. Um, Great SEO. Yeah, isn't it though? Um, Yeah. So from there, you can find um, all the other things and how to book me personally. If you're interested in um, you know, engaging with me on social media, please check me out on Instagram as the Justine cross. Um, and from there, it's really easy to click on get tickets, um, for all my classes and stuff like that. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter as Justine plays. Um, yeah. And I just really looking forward to connecting with you, uh, virtually. Um, and, you know, I always see, you know, um, all genders, all sexualities, couples, and, you know, I do classes as well for small groups. And if you want to follow what I'm doing at Sluts and Scholars, again, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Slut Scholars, and you can always email if you need some referrals or um, other places to connect to at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm April, and we're co-hosts of the Shameless Sex Podcast. We're going to answer the Pleasure Podcast question of the month. What is our number one sex tip for quarantine? It's simple, y'all. Create a daily pleasure practice, even if you're not feeling sexy or turned on. You got to make time to stay connected to your pleasure, even if it's only for a few minutes a day. Sex toys are a great way to fast track your pleasure and get you there when you want it. Want to learn more? Become part of the Shameless Sex Revolution and check out the Shameless Sex Podcast. Ciao for now. Scholars.